Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening, and let's just get one for the first regulation win in uh, when was this game? The first regulation win since the last time they played the Hurricanes, all the way back on November fifth. Let's just get it out of the way. Woo! That was a good one. Uh, that's just that's a hard fought win. That's um. I like the jam tonight. That's what I was really happy with. Obviously, my God, Morgan Frost. Whoo, baby. He looks like something special. Uh, I was talking to my friends on uh, in our group text tonight during the game, and Morgan Frost is like a silky Lindblom. He seems to just know where to be, know where plays are made, and things happen around him. Um, that's a hell of a skill to have, especially when you have hands like his. That goal, obviously, real sweet. Uh, he said Giroux put him right there, and he delivered. But how about that assist? Uh, Konechny gets the puck behind the net. Frost fishes it out, brings it up. No one around. Giroux sneaks in on the back door, and it's an, it's an easy one. Giroux, those are, that's the easiest two-goal game of his career. I had the numbers written down, and I didn't bring them uh, downstairs with me. But that's Giroux's first two-goal game since last season. I believe it's been... Um, close to a year. I think it's been over a year since his last two-goal game. I want to say like November 8th. I had all this written down, and I, I forgot to bring it. I had my laptop and a beer in my hand. Hey, how about it? Sip one for the working man. Uh, but Drew's first four-point game in a long time. That's his 11th career four-point game. He's only got one five-point uh, five game in his career, so hell of a night for him. Just I thought this was a great high-effort win for this team. Um the penalty kill, they gave one up. Uh, you know, we're not used to that. How crazy is it that uh, all of a sudden when they give up a power play goal, it's like, oh, wow, what? But, I mean, they kill off four. They came through clutch at the end. Uh, some, as soon as they get the lead, they have that penalty to kill, and they kill it. So that, that was huge in the third period. I just thought this was a, um, a, a great team effort win. Lots of jam out there. Loved the jam. Loved what I saw in terms of effort. Carolina is a very good team. Carolina is a very good possession team. Uh, they control the shot battle. Uh, overall, it's 36-23 for the Hurricanes. So not a great recipe for victory there. But, hey, man, it's time to – what are they thinking putting Morozik back in uh, for the Flyers? Last time they played him, uh, Flyers beat him four times on 28 shots. Where'd, he, uh, where'd, where'd you go, Morozik? There you go. Yeah, four times on 28 shots, and tonight they beat him four times again on uh, 22 shots. So I don't know what they're thinking, putting Morozik in against his, uh, against his old team because he has not delivered for them. But, hey, I will absolutely freaking take it. Uh, TK, three assists tonight. He continues to rack up the points. This is... This is the team I expected to see. Um, a really strong first period, I thought. Maybe, uh, despite falling down two goals, pff, <laughs> maybe the maybe the recipe is fall behind rather than get the lead. So you can't blow the lead. Obviously, they give up the lead early in the third, but they fight all the way back and uh, they deliver. Get that uh, get that goal from Giroux to to go ahead, and they hold on for the win. Uh, I was happy with what I saw overall tonight. Uh, Brian Elliott, I thought, really battled. Um, those first two I thought were tough. I was about to tweet, what, is Briz in there? Because I just thought no goalie gave up more goals that where the puck hit him than, uh, 
<laughs> than Briz like that I'd ever seen. Armpit goals especially, but uh, I, I after those first two, I thought Elliott was really strong, made some huge saves at the end, uh, a couple where there was a lot of traffic, a lot of uh, a lot of fighting in front of him, and he just stayed with it. So happy to see that. Uh, let's see what you guys thought. I don't have a lot tonight. I just thought this was a good team uh, win in terms of energy. Got Giroux going. Hayes gets his first goal in, I think, 12 games. He's got. He had a point. He had an assist against Florida, and that was his first assist in like 12, 13 games. And uh, he gets that empty netter. And I will say, hey man, I'm empty netters. You're like, oh, there was no goalie, but. To have the coaches trust to go out at the end, that means you're at there when you are protecting the lead, you're in a clutch situation, and you came through and closed out the game. A, an empty net goal wins the game. That's it. Boom. Whether it's a, uh, you know, I compare it to a save. Some saves are uh, bases loaded, you know, you got to get this guy out or the game's over. And some saves are, yeah, we had a three-run lead. But guess what? It all goes down as a save. I think maybe this can get Kevin Hayes going. Uh, the broadcast made note that he had a strong game tonight. Uh, he's been solid, but maybe this gets his offense going. Just gets him off, gets him off the uh, the schneid, as they say. He's not, he's no longer in a goalless drought. So maybe this gets him going. The last time he scored a goal uh, was the end of a three-game goal streak. So maybe he gets another offensive output going, another offensive outburst going. So let's go to you. I don't have a ton tonight. Let's go to you. Let's get to the comments. Uh, let's start it off with Jared. Last minute 30, all I was saying was no OT, no OT. Uh, I just wanted a regulation weekday win, man. Hey, first regulation win since the last time we played Carolina at the beginning of the month. I will take it. You know we're all getting tired of the overtime games going past. I got to do these, man. I like it's some huge chore. I got to talk to everyone about the Flyers. Um, but it's just nice when the game ends in regulation with a W. No? Uh, yeah, right? So there was a plan to have Frost go down to work on stuff and come up and be the 1C with G and TK. Yeah. Hey, if that was the plan, uh, mission accomplished, right? I mean, Couturier is still the 1C. He's the guy who gets who takes care, a lot, takes care of a lot of the heavy lifting. But it is nice to see another line uh, out there contributing to the offense. Um, they, got, they got some heavy usage tonight. Morgan Frost is not here as a placeholder. I wondered if he was just here. All right, let's give him a look. Uh, and maybe that's how management was viewing it when they did it. But the coach seems to have all the confidence in the world in Morgan Frost. He's already out there on the power play, and why not? He's a skilled player. Um, that was just – that was some good stuff right there, man. Uh, what Was that a – yeah, that Morgan Frost goal was technically a shorty. That's I, I meant to – how great is Peter Morozik? Ices the puck on a power play and then gives up that Morgan Frost, uh, technically a shorthanded goal with only a few seconds left. That in the, uh, in the man advantage, that was awesome. Uh, I'm so excited to see what Morgan Frost is going to be. Obviously, you know, we've got the taste of Farabee. We've got the taste of Myers. And I think they're good, solid players who are going to be a part of this future and a big part. But Morgan Frost just – I know it's two games. I know it's two games, and he put up some points, so we're all excited. But shit. He looks like he's special, right? And we could have said that about Frost right away. We got to see what he looks like as he gets, as he goes through the grind of this NHL season. We know he's an undersized guy. We know he's young. We know all this, but Morgan Frost looks like something special. All right, Frost, baby. You think he's keeping number forty-eight? Because I'm running out and getting myself a Frost jersey. 
Tommy, what I'll say to you is I why not keep 48? Uh, at this point, he looks like little Danny B. Um, but why not, uh, even if he changes his number, get in on the ground floor. Have that awesome – I was there when he was a rookie. Even if he changes his number, it's vintage, man. This guy's going to be on this team for a long time. He's going to be a major contributor for a long time. Get that rookie jersey. You know what I love? I love uh, Cliff Lee 34 jerseys, the people who had him his first time here, and then he went to you know 33 because we had some guy named Doc Halliday. Uh, but get in. Get in uh, while the getting's good. Is Kevin Hayes a high-priced Sean Podeen special teams guy? Um, I think uh, – like that's uh, obviously I don't think that's uh, that serious of a question. I will say what uh, what I like about Kevin Hayes is that when he is not scoring, he still contributes in that way. I think he's a major reason the penalty kill has been as good as, as it has been uh, this season. I think he's a major reason that we've seen um, a better overall team defense. That's just I mean they've given up more than two goals the last couple of nights, but. Like, for the month of November, I think they're still averaging, like, two goals in regulation against per game, something like that. So I think he's a big part of that. And then when he starts scoring, you go, oh, he is the 2C. We knew Kevin Hayes was overpriced because that's that's why players fight so hard for free agency. Like, that's why it was such a fight to get free agency in all sports because you get paid. <laughs> he got paid. Uh, $7 million, is that a lot for – a guy whose ceiling might be 2C? Yes, it absolutely is. And we need production out of him. He hasn't produced the last, uh, you know, basically since uh, October 26th, I believe was his last goal. We need the offense out of him. But it is nice that we all complain about a guy like JVR. Because when JVR isn't scoring, it's like, all right, what else do you do? Because you're here to score the goals, you know? And I, I he's going he's gonna to score his goals. Uh, but it's nice to have a Kevin Hayes when the production isn't there, production in other aspects of the game is. A goal is a goal. Yeah, man. Hey, why not? Um, that it was a it was a hell of a um it was a long distance one too, and he made a good defensive play to make the, the empty netter happen. I got nothing against empty net goals. Wish I had a few more when I was in high school. Speaking of, Kev, Kev made some great plays while the Canes had their goalie pulled on defense to even get the opportunity for an ENG. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Listen, I understand there's no goalie in the net, so it's like, all right, cool. But to get to that point, you probably had to make something happen to save the game, to help win the game, to preserve a lead. He did that and then gets rewarded with the empty netter. Hopefully more great stuff to come from Kevin Hayes. What do you think got the scoring going? Uh, was it the line combos or the young guys? Um, a lot of that, definitely. Uh, Peter Morozik helps. Peter Morozik definitely helps. Uh, we beat him for four goals in regulation twice this month. Um, but it seemed like this scoring was going to get going, right? It needed to. It very badly needed to because they were wildly underproducing. It was bad. Even when they were winning, it's like, all right, but – Two goals in regulation isn't enough. Like, that's not enough to win. That's why the other team, even when we're winning, keeps scraping points away from us. Um, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe getting hit with a puck is the secret to good luck. Dude, every time I see a guy take a puck up high, I just get nervous because how bad does that, like, you don't know. You don't know. But he fought through it. Looks like he's fine. He's out there at the end. Boom. 
Um, I put that on AV tonight. Seven defenseman experiment doesn't work. It messes up pairs in chemistry. I, I mean, they seem to have plenty of chemistry tonight. I like um, – I've talked about how I think they need to mitigate some of Provorov's minutes, and if this is how you're going to do it. This is what I like about seven defensemen. Uh, and obviously, you don't want to go with seven. You want to go with your 12 forwards and your six defensemen. That just makes the most sense. Uh, here's what I like about seven defensemen. One, no D-man should be tired. Everyone, um, you know, gets a gets the right amount of rest. And what did we have tonight? Provorov still played 26 minutes, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I guess. Um, Myers, 13-23. Sanheim, 17-18. Haig, 8-58. Uh, Niskanen, 21-57. Ghost, 10-57. Braun, 17-47. Of course, two... Like 212 of that is on the penalty kill, so not um, not a huge number there. But it's still, I mean, in terms of the defenseman overall, he played, what, the third most minutes. Yeah, so a couple 30 seconds more than Sandheim. So um, a lot of that's some work for Braun. But this is a team where they're going to have the puck in the offensive zone. And as much as I hate that, because if you're on defense, you've already lost. Like <laughs> They're going to score eventually. Um Braun, I think, is actually good at defense, whereas a lot of guys who are stay-at-home defensemen just kind of stink and use that as an excuse. Bill liked the seven defensemen lineup. This is what I was getting to when I got sidetracked with the time on ice. What I like about it is it gives a rest to your top guys, even though Provorov still played over 26 minutes tonight. That's insanity. Um, but he was fine, so cool. Scored a goal. You play your best players more, your best forwards more. Your best for, with 11 guys, you don't have a set fourth line. Someone has to jump out with those two, or those two get worked in on other lines, and you play your best players more, and I like that. It makes sense to have your best players out on the ice the most. Carolina is a good team. This, I guess, AV decided this was the best way to match up with them, and hey, it worked, so good for that. Good thing Giroux had that C on his chest. Otherwise, he wouldn't have scored those goals. Yeah, man, um, you know, that's uh, that's leadership right there. If he didn't have the C, who knows what would have happened. He probably would have shot four into his own net. Liking the goatee you got going there, Bill. It's a beard. I just can't. It just doesn't. It's just shitty. I'm not trying to. It's. I'm going to have a mustache soon. Don't worry. Our boys played well tonight. Very excited for Saturday's game. I'll be there to see some frosty mitts in person. Cody, enjoy yourself. Uh, flames are coming into town, and maybe they'll leave town without Johnny Goudreau. How about that? Uh, we talked about that on BSH Radio last night. Obviously, like, low chance that he's traded at all. Even, obviously, lower chance he's traded to the Flyers. But it's fun to think about sometimes. But that should be a good game. Flames are uh, Flames are an underachieving, really good team. They're dressing Ronaldo and Lucic right now. This could be fun. Uh, expect Chris Stewart to draw into the lineup. If you're going Saturday, you might see some guys drop the gloves. I think uh, both a both Frost and Farabee will be special. Um, I, like I, I'm not trying to disparage Farabee in any way. I think he's going to be a very good player. I just like of all the guys, all the youngins who've who've been here, he just looks like I don't know. He's just got a little more just electricity to him. And again, this could just be like that. Um, I always say those first couple games, man, you got to rock it up your ass. It's just, you feel it. You just are feeling it and want to go out and make the best first impression imaginable. Um, uh, maybe that's just that right now, but he looks like something. I'm not, Farabee might be a first line player too. Like we could be looking at 
Frost, Farabee, TK is this team's first line in it. it not long from now. That's small first line, but they look like they can get it done. You convinced me I'm getting that 48 Frost jersey. Thanks, man. Yeah, man, get in on the ground floor. Even if he changes his number, you were the guy who had his rookie jersey. You can always say all these fucking bandwagon fans who are wearing the whatever he'll have, you know, 55 or something. Um, 55 is the number I go to because of Chris Gratton. That's son of a bitch. In Jody Mac style, can you do me a favor? Can I never see Braun and Haig on the same pairing again? Yeah, that's not something I am particularly high on, as you could have guessed. Thoughts on Lawton coming back? Who will go down? Uh, they'll probably have to send someone down, but, um, man, I mean, they went with 11 forwards tonight, so he could slide right in there. Uh, Andreoff is probably the guy who gets sent down just because he was the last up, and that's kind of where else is he going to play? They don't seem to mind moving Pitlick up, and he's made he's created some chances in his limited ice time. He's got that goal. He's had a few other uh, few other near misses, a couple of posts, so they don't seem to mind moving him up in the lineup if need be. But I don't love it. Um, uh, but I can see I can see Lawton just sliding in, and boom. Um, you're back to 12 forwards, basically. Good hard-earned win. Frost looked great, and G with a big four-point night. I just love it when G has a big night. That's Frost was awesome. We're going to go on and on about Frost for the foreseeable future. I just love it when G has a big night because, like, yeah. he's so good, and he's been so good for the Flyers for so long. He battled through injuries. He doesn't miss time. Like, his down seasons – when you look at him, it's just like he played hurt the whole year. He just played hurt. That's why he looked bad. And I was, listen, if you were a Sons of Penn listener back in the day um, when I was hosting that show, I was hard on G, and I was worried about G. But it's very clear that his decline was greatly exaggerated, and he is still a high-end producer just on the wing now, which is Oh, great. Oh, he's only a high-end producer on the wing. He's only a first-line player still. Uh, I, I just I have nothing but admiration for a dude who wants to be here, has been here his whole career. Hopefully he is here for his whole career and just continues to be this guy for these young players coming up. Uh, good to see – I lost it. There it is. Good to see this team not break down after being down 2-0 early. Yeah, like that. a lot of jam tonight. They didn't get discouraged because I thought the first period was their best period. Honestly, it seemed like they controlled the most of the play in the first period. They just had a couple of tough ones. They give up a power play goal, but I thought that was their best period. You see Drew's face after that goal. He looked at Frost like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, Nick, I mean – Drew's been the only one to say he's finally like, oh man, I gotta tap in. Are you? And he had a couple tonight. <laughs> the the connect me thing. I just you know how much I love plays that start from behind the net. Uh, he had a couple of tap ins tonight, and he's probably sitting there thinking like, oh my god, am I gonna get set up for goals now? I've never been set up for goals before. <laughs> I score on the rush. I score one timers, and I set everyone else up. Maybe I'm a scorer now. Flyer's strategy is to let the Canes skate circles around them until they get tired. Yeah, we've talked about, uh, I mean, the Canes are a good, fast team. They have a lot of chemistry. They've been together for a while now. Brenda Moore got them clicking uh, last year, and they're really good. I like the Canes. They were one of my preseason picks. I think I picked them to go to the Cup. Um, but it, they're going to have the puck. The Carolina Hurricanes are going to have the puck, and they're going to get shots off. Uh, it's taking advantage of your opportunities when you get them, and the Flyers have done that twice against this team this month. 
Mrazek was once a goalie for us. We know his style of play. Yes, he is. He's a flopper and he's aggressive, and they took care of all of that, or they they took advantage of all of that tonight. Were you worried about Elliot with that shot to the back? I wasn't. Um, listen, I know that you're not allowed to hit the goalies, but it's a high impact position. They they get hit. You know, they get hit with pucks. They get hit with guys flying into them. Wasn't really worried. It seemed to have woken him up a little, actually. Did you see who the first flyer to score in his first two games was? David Laliberte. Yeah, that when they when they said his name, um, or maybe I saw it on an NHLPR tweet, something like that. Um, I, I looked him up because I was like, wow. And then I looked at the dates. I was like, I, why do I have no memory of this guy? It's because he only played 11 games. They were all this, that season, 2009-10 or 2010-11, something like that. Uh, he only played 11 games. He had three points. He scored his only two goals in his first two. So that's if you don't remember him, it's because he's unremarkable. Frost now the all-time leader in goals and goals a game. Yeah, Provorov continues to shine. Yeah, that's I want to I want to try to alleviate some of his minutes, but it just seems like he feeds off of it, man. And when they're not playing back to backs and stuff, I guess you can I guess you can do it. He's in tremendous shape. We've all heard about his workout routine and stuff. Um, they're going to lean on him, and he's going to be a number one defenseman or die trying, and coaches seem to have the confidence in him. This is several coaches now who are like, it's yours, kid. It's yours. Sorry, Bill. 70 messes up D-pair chemistry. It doesn't work most nights. I said it's not ideal. I don't think they should do it on, on most nights. Uh, I, I do think there are advantages, like you get to play your best forwards the most. Um, Hague only played like eight-some minutes tonight. A lot of guys played limited minutes tonight. They leaned on all their best players. This was a, I'm not going to say anything is a must-win game, but you needed to stop the skid. You needed to get things going, and it worked. So I'm, I'm happy with AV pushing the right buttons. Uh, with Lawton coming back, I assume everything's going to go back to a normal 12-6 and six setup. But uh, it worked tonight. I, I don't think you should do it regularly. It's not smart because guys get hurt it, mid-game if somebody freaking gets even just a, a minor injury that knocks them out for a period. You're shorthanded. Uh, so it's not it's not a great strategy to do regularly. But um, if you think this is what is going to work, if these this is what you're going to dial up every now and then, Sit some guys, send a message, whatever you got to do. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. And Haig, as much as you know, I don't want Haig in the lineup. I don't think he's very good at ice hockey in terms of being an NHL player. But um, as a seven, whether he's in or out of the lineup, it's hard to come hard to come by a better seventh defenseman. He just based on experience. Do you think they get better at finishing games as the season goes deeper? Seems like they forecheck so hard at the start, they get tired. I think a lot of things are going to get better as the season goes deeper. This is a young team. This is a new coach. I know we've been, hey, we're 22 games in or whatever it is now. Some of the early season stuff doesn't quite fly like it did, but I've always thought that this team was going to be better in the second half of the season. Good overall team game tonight. Yeah, Jason, I uh, I agree very much. What's with this team's struggles with slow starts to these games? I mean, I don't think they started slow tonight. They gave up the two, but I thought the first period was their best period. Have you noticed TK making less dumb plays? Oh, I think TK is the most improved player on this team, and he was pretty damn good before, but I think his, uh, whether it's the coaching or just his own maturity or all of it, you know, 
Um, he definitely seems to have cut down on uh, just cut down on the, the stupid shit in his own zone. The, the breakouts are much cleaner. Um, he's getting the puck and ripping it when he has that chance. He's obviously an electric playmaker and offensive talent. That's always been there. But he's he's putting up these points because he's getting more opportunities because he's earned the coach's trust. And that's awesome. That kid's he's he's really I'm I'm happy with him. Where should I watch the game on Saturday? Steve, that is an awesome question because on Saturday the Flyers, uh, they take on those Calgary Flames, and this is—it's a matinee. We have a—we have a—we have an afternoon game, 1 p.m. against those Calgary Flames. It's at home, so like, go if you get the chance. It should be a lot of fun. But if you can't, that 1 p.m. puck drop—the best place to catch it on TV. It's not in your house. Come on, you're sitting there by yourself. Go and watch it with the people. This is a team to be enjoyed with the people, and the best place to do that is at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. That's right, right there in the crest. Easy to get to from all shore points and really easy to get to from pretty much anywhere in the Delaware Valley. Uh, awesome beer selection, great food. If, if you're tired of hearing me, plug the pork sandwich, chicken pot pie. Just, I know you're out, you know, like chicken pot pie, man. chicken pot pie. Uh, but it's just a, it's it's a crazy it's a great a great atmosphere to watch a game and the best part about Fitzpatrick's is Timmy Fitz the owner uh, the guy's a huge hockey fan uh, you could you might end up sitting there at the bar talking to him about the Flyers or whatever for twenty minutes and then he'll just be like oh I'm Timmy I own the place like you won't even know he's just a he's just a really cool guy the whole staff is awesome can't put over Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern enough. Go there and check out this Saturday's game against the Flames or any game because they have so many TVs, so many sports packages. I guarantee you'll get to watch what you want to watch when you're there. Uh, how do you feel about the goaltending? We let up the least shots in the NHL, but it feels like when the other team gets a few shots, it's in the back of the net. Um, you know, shots are a great place to start. They've definitely cut down on those, uh, but it is, I think, there have been a lot of quality chances that have ended up in the back of the net. I think the goaltending has been solid for the most part. I thought it was a little shaky to start tonight, but then, shit, man, um, Elliot really turned it on in the second half of the game, I thought. Uh, I, I think the goaltending is coming along, and it's, for the most part, been good. There have been a few breakdowns, um, a few really tough games uh, from Elliot and from Hart. We all know that stretch Hart had. But overall, I think the uh, I, I think the goaltending has been pretty good. It'll I, I, Just another thing. I just expect Hart to get stronger as the season goes on. And I, I think Elliot is what he is. He's a good, solid backup. I'm so pumped for Lawton to come back. I love Lawton. Lawton can play on my fourth line any day. Um, I, I, I like the guy. Chris Stewart plays for three minutes Saturday just to fight Ronaldo. I'm all for it. JVR has gotten robbed so far. He is going to have a hat trick soon. He's going to score a hat trick soon. I keep saying it, it's only a matter of time before the dam breaks. But it's only a matter – he's a goal scorer. He's creating chances. It would be one thing if he was invisible out there. But he really hasn't been. He's creating chances. He's in on the offense. They're just not going in for him. I don't uh, – uh, Farabee hasn't been as good since he was called up. Uh, obviously, those first couple of games were incredible. He put up a couple points those first, uh, first week or so. But he hasn't been as good. I just don't see what is the um, – what is the benefit of sending him down? Do we have somebody better to play over him? I don't think so. I think you just ride it out with this young kid. He'll get going eventually, just like 
a lot of really talented offensive players. I don't think he's hurting you in any way. He did have that turnover against Florida that was horrible. I thought um, there was a chance he might come out of the lineup after that, but he didn't. So the coach seems to think he's got at least some of that uh, some of that money in the bank. You know how he's, everyone's got the credit and the debit, and uh, I, I guess he's got enough credit to keep him in the lineup. I think he'll get going soon. Glad Hayes got the empty netter. Hope it breaks him out of his slump. Yeah, when uh, when Giroux was on the ice, I was like, get the freaking puck to Giroux. Let's get him the hat trick. He's only got one career freaking uh, regular season hat trick, you know? Um, but then Hayes gets out there, and that guy, he works re- – that's – as much as we've gotten on JVR, Hayes, and Voracek for their, uh, for their lack of production recently, it's not like Hayes isn't out there doing everything else. So hopefully this – this does break him out of his slump, like you said, Robin. Nolan Patrick, unfortunately, may be the odd man out when and if he comes back. The chemistry is getting better. No need to throw him, throw in a monkey wrench. Listen, uh, Nolan Patrick was the second overall pick. When he comes back in, he'll be in the lineup. Uh, once he gets back into game shape, gets going. His spot in the lineup might be contested, though. And honestly... I would love him. It, like, obviously, you want him in your top six, top nine. We penciled him in at 3C and said, oh, this is perf- perfect for him. But if these three centers are producing the way they're supposed to, we've talked about this on BSH Radio. Lawton is a center, and with the current lineup, uh, when he comes back, he should be the 4C. But uh, Charlie has talked a lot about how he thinks the organization just thinks he's better as a winger. They just get more out of him on the wing. Man, Lawton, Patrick, Raffle on your fourth line is really good. Like That's a really good fourth line. No, no matter what you think about Nolan Patrick, you have to realize the things he does bring in terms of just hockey sense, two-way game, being a solid player. And him and Lawton with a, in a fourth line would be a fourth line you could use uh, a lot. Provorov has really turned the corner, playing really solid. Yeah, a lot. Um, cutting down on the turnovers, just looking more and more like the guy we want him to be. TK has been so damn good this year. He is noticeably better in his own zone. Uh, he has more confidence in his shot, too. Yeah, he's letting the shot rip, which is very important. You have to think it's – you have to think every single one's going in when you let it go. And it, 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 he doesn't seem to double clutch at all. Um, I think we can say better in his own zone about a lot of guys who we questioned um, their defensive play. As, again, as much as we've uh, beat on JVR, this is the best I've seen him play on, on the defensive side of the red line. Like, I've never seen him uh, hustle this much, uh, contribute this much on this side, um, and I think that's really led to a lot fewer goals being scored against the Flyers. Limblom deserves some love tonight. His two-way play was great. Yeah, that's a great thing about Limblom is um, you can move him around in the lineup. You can have him in different roles. Uh, can you know, creating the offense, scoring the goals, all that is awesome. But he's like we were saying with Hayes, he does so many other things that even if the offense isn't there and, you know, it has been this year, it really has been, uh, he helps you in so many different ways. But how many times did you just hear the broadcast be like, and Limblom makes play go the other way? Like it was five or six times he made a great play to just send just – Get play going the other way. And against Carolina, that's huge because they're a really good possession team, like I keep saying. Does Elliott start Saturday? That Because um, they actually have days off this weekend. So, 
No, I doubt it. I would go uh, – they don't have back-to-backs until next weekend, so I'd go Hart, Elliott, Hart, Hart, Elliott. I think that's what I would do. TK is on another level. Him and Frost have some magic going. They do, man. They're just uh, – they're everywhere they need to be right now. That line, I wasn't sure about it uh, with Giroux and TK and Frost just in terms of overall makeup, but can't complain, cannot complain. Many people in the industry seem to think it would cost TK plus to get Johnny Hockey. Would you give up TK if it mean if it meant landing him? Yeah, I mean, Goudreau had Goudreau had 99 points last year. He's freaking awesome. A hockey player for hockey player, yeah. But the Flyers are in an advantageous situation with TK, especially if he continues to grow. It would be tough for me. I'd have to see the deal. I'd have to see the deal. I meant to ask Bill, out of all the beers, which ones would you personally recommend? Oh, the great beer selection at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. I'm a Sequench guy. That's one of my favorite beers. They have it right there in cans. I love it in cans. Uh, Sequench Ale. I think it's Dogfish, right? I can't remember. But, yeah, I love that. You should do a postgame from from Fitzpatrick's with a group meetup. Might be a playoff thing to consider. Might be a playoff thing to consider. Giroux, believe it. Winter is coming. Morgan Frost. Yeah, man, there's – that's – oh, man. With There's so many good puns with Morgan Frost. There's nothing not to love about the guy. How does it feel knowing nobody wants to fire our coach or GM? I wouldn't say nobody, Tom. I wouldn't say nobody. There's a lot of crazy people in this world. Frost is a stud. Really hope they keep putting him with Giroux. Seems like a natural combination with um, a young center. You have a guy who can play center and especially uh, – is good on faceoffs and Drew, so you, you can mix and match there. I, I think that's a good natural combination. And um, if you're going to keep Drew and Couturier separate, which I was very much against until I saw it work this year, um, I, I think Frost and Drew are a great combination. JVR has been so snake bitten. Yeah, like he's going to get it going. It's frustrating because we want him to score right now. Goals are good. We need goals. But they're going to come. They have to. This is what he does. TK is the spark plug of this team. If we can get seven more guys in sequence, Vigneault, yeah, we'll see. Bill, if Jake was the centerpiece of a trade package for Goudreau, would Fletch have Jake on a plane before the cell, before the phone call ends? Uh, just based on cap management and, I mean, forget the production, which uh, Goudreau is just a better player than Voracek. He is. Uh, but just based on cap management and everything, yes. But look at Calgary's cap situation. They have less cap space than the Flyers do. Um, so it would be tough to make that work unless the Flyers are also taking something back. And there, it, there's a lot of moving pieces to trading either of those guys. It's it's tough. Yo, what is on your shirt? Oh, great question, Kerrigan. This is my. Uh, this is a Biscuit Tees original. Biscuit Tees is a awesome brand. Uh, Kim Perrant, the daughter of Bernie Perrant, and maybe you've heard of him. He's kind of a legend. Uh, hand draws all the designs, and ten percent of all their sales actually end up going to the Snyder Hockey Foundation. So a great cause there. You know, Broad Street Hockey has done a ton of work with Biscuit t- or with Snyder Hockey in the past. And in an episode coming up soon, we're actually going to have the uh, the ladies from Biscuit Tees in studio. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. Check out BiscuitTees.com 
Lots of really cool designs. Um, I see them every Monday at Chickies and Pete's. They're there. They have hoodies, hats, all sorts of stuff. So check out BiscuitTees.com. They're pretty cool. Hayes has been good in his own zone, but I feel like he can be lazy on the forecheck and not give maximum effort. I, I don't think there's anyone lazy. Like, I, that's not where I'm going with this. I think he's not the fastest. I think that's maybe not his game, being the first guy in the zone. Like, that's not what he does. He's a puck possession player. Patrick, the best fourth-line center next year. Could be. Hayes is the forecheck. Players need to be able to keep up with him. That's, I mean, he does. Hayes is the guy who holds the puck and lets everyone else get in possession. That's or get in position. That's what he does in the offensive zone. Bill, what do you think about eleven minutes for Ghost tonight? Uh, you know, I you know I love Ghost. Uh, I, I want to see him more out there, but he has to earn his ice time like everybody else. The advantage of a Gostas Bear is you deal with the negatives because the positives are points on the scoreboard. He just ain't doing it right now. Um, Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. The voice of the closing song for BSH Radio should be Gritty's voice. I love the closing song. I think that's great. The old the old intro that we had that we got rid of, um, I hated. But the the closer, I, I freaking, I absolutely loved. Frosty the center man. Yeah, man. I, I'm all about it. Does Gritty's voice sound like a case of Labatt's Blue being shotgunned? Only one way to find out, I guess. Only one way to find out. Samantha Jean really seems like she has some personal problems, man. I should get a Frosty each time Frost scores a goal and we win games. There needs to be some sort of Frosty freeze-out thing, right? They need to get that going. The Sixers have the Frosty freeze-out. If guys miss uh, what is it, miss, miss both free, free throws in the fourth quarter, everyone gets a Frosty. There needs to be some sort of uh, Frosty, um, some sort of Frosty promotion with Morgan Frost, I agree. How about G putting Frost in place uh, before the face-off for that shorty? Old man G taking care of the kids. It's a, it, They're a good combination. I like those two together. Uh, like I was saying, it looks like a good natural fit. Um, G's got to be loving having another freaking amazing playmaker with him, setting him up for that uh, game winner. But, yeah, that's – I mean, that's what Giroux does. Giroux is a, a guy who puts the puck where it needs to be and the players need to be there. He told Frost exactly where he was going to put it, and boom, shorthanded goal. Let's score. Oh, we're actually not that far. Frost became the NHL's all-time goals per game leader. Yeah, man, he's killing it. Probably going to the Hall of Fame. Looks like the Phantoms are pretty injury-ridden now with Ratcliffe, Germ, Moran, Terensky. Yeah, man, they're uh, they're in it right now. They're they're definitely struggling. We've taken a couple of. Uh, players off their roster for the big club and some other guys like you mentioned battling injuries so they've got it tough right now but here's the thing i don't care about the phantoms i care about the flyers is there an mp3 of the closing song so i can jam to it during workouts i think it's like somewhere in our um podcast feed but we should republish it because it's been a while i'll see i'll look into that i'll look into seeing if we can publish it as its own uh as its own um, track on our podcast feed. Morgan Frost equals next Briere, but better. Okay. What's your ideal power play deployment at this point? Obviously, G on the left-hand boards, but what groups? Oh, man, I hate taking taking, uh, Ghost off the top power play, but Provorov's been good there, so I'd probably go trying to three, four, five. All right, so, yeah, Drew on the left boards, Provorov up top. Uh... Connect me on the right boards. 
I liked Farabee in the slot, but Frost, man. Maybe Frost in the slot and JVR in front, I guess. I like the idea of – before the season, my idea was JVR in the slot and Patrick in the front, and then we'd have multiple distributors and the right-hand, left-hand thing would all work itself out. But, um, you know, Patrick, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I think – yeah, I think Giroux, Provorov, Konechny, Faraby or Frost, and then uh, JVR in front. With Faraby seemingly lacking conf- some confidence right now, do you think there's a chance they'll send him back down for a few games? I mean, there's always a chance they're going to have to do some juggling when they start getting some guys back, but I don't see how that helps his confidence to demote him, and I don't see how that helps his overall development. He obviously can play at this level. Um, he had three goals and an assist in four games in the AHL. I just think he's above it. I think he you, you ride it out with a young guy. Young guys have ups and downs. They're not used to this kind of grind. And the Flyers are in a crazy portion of their schedule right now. It's starting to even back out. They don't have nearly as many back-to-backs as they did last week and the last couple weeks. Um, you know, so maybe that he'll just uh, feel a little more rested. But I think the only way to let him gain his confidence is to find it in the NHL. Uh, power play one also uh, could be Nolan Patrick's easiest path to minutes once he gets back. He was great when they swapped him for 17 a few years back. Yeah, I like him in that spot because he's got good hand-eye. He's big, so you know he, he can cause traffic. He can put home rebounds. He can uh, hold the puck for an extra second and distribute. And if Drew wants to feed him on that, you know, we'd have the Simmons play and then Simmons would – you know, try to jam at home or something, maybe go back door with it, but usually just try to jam at home. Patrick could reset, take the fucking puck behind the net, and suddenly it's a jailbreak. We have two guys crashing into one, you know, the slot guy crashes down in front, and one of the point men or Konechny from the foreboards um, comes into the slot, and there's uh, there's just more opportunities to score there. So I just think it could give you a few more looks. I like Nolan Patrick in front, but – Planning for Nolan Patrick, I, yeah, I, you know, well, when's he coming back? Are the Flyers the best team in Philly sports right now? I said so two weeks ago, um, but Ben Simmons just hit a three-pointer last night, so who knows? Nolan can also help carry into the zone, which is a bonus over Simmons. Oh, I think Nolan Patrick has a place in this lineup and could help either power play unit, but. Expecting him to be back in the near future, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bamf, uh, B-A-M-F-B-E is playing uh, well on limited action. Brian Elliott is a good goaltender. He is a great backup. He is perfect in the role he's in. As long as you keep him healthy and have realistic expectations about how much he can play, um, he's perfectly fine. G Frost TK look great. Yeah, that's another line to keep together. Uh, it's man, it, it goes from be, anyone who plays with G. That's the line. Anyone who plays with Coots, that's the line. Not taking away anything from G or Frost, especially tonight. They're both awesome. Anyone who plays with TK, that seems to be the line. All right, guys, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. I think that's enough for tonight. Uh, I will be back for Saturday's game with this uh, for the Calgary game. And, hey, if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It's my favorite bar in the whole Jersey Shore. I say it all the time. 
I put over the food, I put over the staff, I put over the beer selection. Here's the thing, though. If you're just looking for one thing, like, is it the place I want to watch a game? They have a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. I think that sets the tone for a night out watching hockey. That's just me, though. I could be I could be way off, but that's what I see. I see that and go, this is the place to watch a freaking game uh, with my buds. And that's where I'll leave you. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, can't put it over enough. Eat their food, drink their beer, tell them Broad Street Hockey sent you. You'll really enjoy your time there. Uh, that's it. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio's Facebook Live post game tonight. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. You know how to find podcasts. It's 2019. You are mostly not stupid. All right, that's it. Uh, Thank you all so much. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, happy Friday.